Life can be stressful, even under normal circumstances. 2020 has challenged even the most difficult times of life. You need stress relief that goes beyond quick fixes. That's Headspace. Headspace is one of the only meditation apps advancing the field of mindfulness and meditation through clinically validated research and can reduce stress, improve sleep, boost focus, and increase your overall sense of well-being. Go to headspace.com slash C-suite for a free one-month trial. Headspace.com slash C-suite. Starting now, you can get a transcript of each week's Rich Dad Radio Show. Just visit www.richdad.com radio and download a copy today. This is the Rich Dad Radio Show, the good news and bad news about money. Here's Robert Kiyosaki. Hello, hello, hello. This is Robert Kiyosaki, the Rich Dad Radio Show. So we have a very exciting show today. It's about the hottest subject in the world of money and all this stuff. It's about the biggest change, possibly the biggest change in world history when it comes to the subject of money. And of course, most people by now have heard of this word called Bitcoin. But it's more than just Bitcoin, it is this blockchain, it's cyber currency. And we're gonna discuss you know, the pros and the cons, opportunities and setbacks we see coming because it's still in the developmental stage. To me, it's like you know, 1980 when Pets.com was coming, all these dot-com companies, and 98% failed. But there will be a number of the cyber currencies that do survive and go on to change the world. The question Absolutely. is, which one? And so we're gonna have a very, very important discussion. Today our special guest is a dear friend, Landon Thorne, fellow Marine, he's a Marine colonel. And Landon is the founder and president of a private investment company, the Minus Advisory Group of South Carolina. And uh, he has been involved in the launches of many of these new startups. And so he has a bird's eye view, and he, is, he was early into Bitcoin, in which he was in the right place at the right time. And our other guest is Joel Flint. He's a senior web developer at the Rich Dad Company. And Joel is enthusiastic, he's smart, he's a techie, he's a hacker, he's all that stuff, <laughs> which I am not. So um, we're gonna have a huge discussion on this subject called Bitcoin, cyber currency, and blockchain. And what does it mean to you and me in the future? We had some old guys, Buffett and his partner, Charlie Munger, speaking about Bitcoin. So everything's a point of view, everything's an opinion mm -hmm. now. Exactly. And we've gotta stay open to opinions. So here's some old guys, Charlie Munger, and it was uh, also Bill Gates and Warren Buffett who had some pretty interesting comments on cyber currency. Buffett did concede that he, he didn't invest in Apple, he didn't mm -hmm. invest in Amazon or Facebook, so he missed it too. So that, that's a very big point of view over here. And the question is, are they myopic? Can they not see what other people see? So let's start with Landon. Landa, what did you think about um, those comments? Well, Robert, first of all, thanks for having me on. It's always a pleasure to chat with you because we, we always have fun and we always dig down and get some insights. Yeah. yeah you know, you, you, you certainly have to give Munger and Buffett plenty of credit for being smart and capable and having Absolutely. figured out business. But I suspect, in their perspective, there is a real generational uh, uh, void in their understanding of where this is all going. Um, apart from the fact that uh, many of the new adherents are 
experienced people with some age on them, but so there are also a lot of younger people involved. But uh, I think that, and I think that there's also a belief system around uh, around cryptocurrencies that if you don't have it, you're not going to understand or uh, or accept them. But if you do have it, and if you do see and have vision towards the future and how they're going to be used and how uh, how this is really going to uh, have the potential for their revolutionizing uh, commerce, trade, investment, a- a- and stores of value, then you see that vision, and like so many of us that see it, we're working towards it. While the uh, very smart guys, Munger and Buffett, they don't see it. They have their way of making money, and they're doing well, but those of us that are committed to seeing its future, seeing the future of crypto, we just see it differently, and we're acting accordingly. Yeah, and if, if I may ask, is it okay if you talk about, you were an early round investor in Bitcoin or something? Well, I started messing with it pretty early, uh, not right at the beginning. I mean, I wasn't there at the Genesis block, but uh, but I was in, uh, I've probably been in it for five years or so, and, uh, and concurrently was also recognizing that you, you were going to need companies that were going to support and make it easy for people to to own and trade crypto, and so uh, made some early investments in those kinds of companies, uh, either directly or indirectly through funds, companies like Coinbase and others. So I've been at this for a little over five years. And could you mind explaining what your role is as you know a private investment company. You're always looking at these up-and-coming investments, right? We're focused on venture, both uh, more tra- traditional venture capital funds, uh, and also we're, we're seed investors in a, across a spectrum of, of, of small companies. We invest either directly or indirectly. We, we, when we participate in a fund, we are usually active uh, LPs, and we, so we're very close to its management. Um, I, I represent a, a group that we're LPs at Greylock Venture Capital. I'm a, a very prominent and in, in active in the Funders Club. And then we we participate in incubation and other uh, type seed and, and venture uh, startup nurturing enterprise. So when we do that, we saw some of the we saw a group of people early on beginning to work with the daddy of cryptocurrencies, namely Bitcoin, and also to develop the support systems around how do you hold them in wallets and vaults and things. So uh, it was venture capital that got us to um, to crypto. So and when we talk about LP, is that limited partnerships? Yes. I mean, okay. most, of these, most of these big firms, you have very specific types of relationships and uh, you, you know if the funds are closed you're an LP you're a limited partner in that in that group okay very mm-hmm. good so even though the price of bitcoins come down you've still you're still okay well if, if you're in at uh, single and double digits having it run up to nine thousand and, and plus is is still a great gain mm-hmm. granted on paper at, at one time in December we were worth twice that, but our basis or point of beginning was so very low that uh, we're still doing whole, more than whole. All right, congratulations. 
So, Joel Flint, again, you're the senior web developer here at the Rich Dad Company. Yes, sir. Would you mind explaining your interest in the whole cryptocurrency world? Uh, my interest is a little bit speculative right now, but uh, I've got a, gotten into mining a little bit. I've got a small farm um, going on. I've got like, about six rigs. And what, is a farm? what does it mean to have a farm? small farm means you have a, a couple mining rigs put together into one. What is um, that? So a mining Remember, rig is, I'm a gold and silver yeah, yeah, guy. Definitely. <laughs> so my, definitely. and oil, my rigs are different. Yeah, than so your it's, rigs. it's almost analogous to, to mining gold, you know, because like, instead of like physically mining it with like tractors or whatever, but you're actually mining it with hardware, with computer hardware. So it's a so, computer. So it's basically like a little computer that's built specifically to hash these, this out, the blocks. It, it validates the blocks for you. And you get, you get a reward for validating blocks. So that's what mining is. And there's different coins. You, you can do, you know, pretty much any, anything that's, that's proof of work. So are you counterfeiting money then? <laughs> Basically. <laughs> you might yeah. imagine. Hey, would you mind explaining what you thought of Charlie Munger's comments about trading turds? Uh, you know, I think there's a, a big technological gap. So I think um, getting into cryptocurrency... It's a mindset gap. Definitely. But, yeah. like, you know, it does take a lot of technical knowledge in order to get into cryptocurrencies. So I think... Just not being into it, in it that deep, and not under having that understanding, it creates a different view of it. You know, so it's a very so, speculative type of view right now. So why is Munger full of it? <laughs> um, just because he's not—he's talking about something that he hasn't really delved deep enough into. Okay. Any comments on that, Landon? No, I—I I, I would agree, and it's it basically uh, affirming what I was saying before that if you don't believe in it strongly enough to really get down into the weeds of, of, of not only the technology, but of, of its vision, then it's, uh, you really don't get deep enough to truly understand it. Right. And, uh, and that's where it's a, it becomes a belief system. And if you believe in it, then you, you begin to believe all of its possible permutations. Good. So, but don't you think that uh, it was Gates, Buffett, and Munger don't you think it was a little bit irresponsible to come out that hard against something they don't understand? What do you think, Landon? Well, I, I mean, they're entitled to their point of view, but yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, they they are. Um, I don't I don't think they've. I certainly don't think they've really looked at it responsibly. Um, they may think they have, but you know, early on, over the last five six years, particularly in the last maybe three. There have been some very prominent financiers and, and industrialists that have uh, initially poo-pooed it, uh, and uh, you know it's a well, it's crazy, and this, that, and the other. Jamie Dimon is a classic right. example at, at J.P. Morgan, uh, but they've begun, you know, they've begun to back off those positions as they begin to have, as they have staff and others that are if, doing some of the uh, analysis for them and bringing them position papers on how to trade and how to think about it. So I think it, I think it can be an intellectual journey for a lot of folks, and it just seems that, that Munger, Gates, and, and Buffett haven't started that journey in any meaningful way. Good. So, Joel, what do you think they're missing? What's the big picture that those three old guys are missing? Uh, just like Landon said, I think they're missing the, they're missing the vision. They're, they're, what is the vision? The vision of being able to transact and cutting out the middleman of the banking. I mean, they're, they're pretty deep into the banking system, so I would imagine that they don't want to let go of that. Um, so cutting out that middleman and being the people's money, like you call it, I think that's what they're missing. So is that, is that correct, uh, Landon? Is what industries, if, if successful, will crypto disrupt? Is banking one of them? 
Well, it, I, I think definitely a fintech, what we refer to as fintech, or the, the financial networks in the world today, uh, cryptocurrencies in, in one form or another, or in many forms, will certainly disrupt fintech. Because it's, it's, a, better, it's a better currency for technology. It allows for a lot of things to happen. It, it allows for uh, you know, cross-border transactions. It's, it's, it allows for money to move in ways that uh, is, are simple and with some pseudo-anonymity. And, uh, it, there's, and it's also a, a ledger and an, a form of accounting for things. So uh, there's just a, I mean, there's just multiple layers at where, uh, where crypto will have an effect on how financial institutions and any financial transactions, including the collecting of your taxes, payment of taxes, uh, uh, accounting for one's wealth, on and on and on, are going to be um, are going to be affected by cryptocurrencies in one or more permutations of how they come out. So, would you say that, as Joel is saying, it may take on the banks? But are the banks and let's say the government, you know, for obviously for tax reasons and control, are they moving pretty rapidly to adjust? I think so. And also the uh, regulatory agencies are moving very fast. Um, you've, you've begun to see patterns of regulation. Uh, some of them are, uh, are, are reactive. Others are proactive. But uh, eventually, I think anybody in the uh, in the business recognizes that certain aspects of crypto, uh, uh, either tokens or currencies, will actually do well in regulation, not oppressive regulation, but to have a little structural regulation so that there are some fundamental rules. Uh, but the it, it, it's just some some countries are way over regulating india for example and there's a lot of pushback now people are saying no 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 you're you're by over regulating you're actually inhibiting all of the positive aspects of things we could be doing with these currencies so even the regulators and oppressive regimes are now beginning to sort of back off and try to really think about it because you know if you get you you can get reactive uh, thought just the way Munger and, and Buffett are—they're reactionary. They're they're reacting to something that they don't know and don't believe in. So they're saying it's it, it's rat turds, but they're not thinking about it. Mm. So if you get that in a government, then you can get that kind of reaction through the regulatory process. But where people are being thoughtful, and I think the United States is being thoughtful about how it it, it is thinking about regulation, uh, it can open the door for these things to be structured responsible, and they can blossom into ways that uh, uh, will bring them to their full potential. Once again, it's Robert Kiyosaki the Rich Dad Radio Show. We have two guests, Landon Thorne and Joel Flint. He's a senior web developer here at Rich Dad. And it's obvious that crypto, Bitcoin, Ethereum, we're in the early stages. And what we're going to attempt to figure out, what kind of businesses are poised to benefit and what type of businesses are, to, are set to lose. So when we come back, we'll be talking about the winners and losers in the near future due to cryptocurrency. You're listening to The Rich Dad Radio Show with Robert Kiyosaki. Don't be like Charlie. Charlie is that do-it-yourselfer who does himself in. 
do-it-yourself is good for tile and grout. It is not good for asset protection. Charlie thought he'd save a few dollars forming his LLC online. With no guidance, he did it wrong. When he sold the property, he lost thousands and thousands of dollars. He did himself in by trying to do it himself. Don't burn yourself. Use Corporate Direct to set up and maintain your LLCs and corporations. Corporate Direct is owned and operated by attorney and rich dad advisor, Garrett Sutton. Garrett wrote the bestsellers, Loopholes of Real Estate and Start Your Own Corporation. He is Robert Kiyosaki's attorney for asset protection. He and his team will do it right. Visit them at CorporateDirect.com or call 800-600-1760. Mention Rich Dad and receive $100 off your formation fee. That's CorporateDirect.com. CorporateDirect.com. Log on to RichDadRadio.com while you listen. Now back to Robert Kiyosaki. This is Robert Kiyosaki, the Rich Dad Radio Show, the good news and bad news about money. And there was a program with Bill Gates, Buffett, and Munger, and they just basically turned it all over Bitcoin. Now, Buffett now wants to buy 100% of Apple, but he said the same thing about Apple and Amazon a long time ago. So the question is, what's the future of Bitcoin? You know, to me, it's obvious. Something's gonna change. The trouble is being an old guy like Munger, I have no idea what's gonna happen. So we have two very special guests today, is Landon Thorne, founder and president of the investment company, Midas Advisory Group in South Carolina. And our other guest is Joel Flint, senior web developer at the Rich Dad Company. So obviously we're in the early stages of crypto. And could you imagine if you had bought Apple when it came out or Amazon, you know, I said, oh, this Amazon's not gonna make it, so I didn't buy anything. But at the same time, there was a lot of dot-com companies that were starting and failing, which is much like crypto today. So we're talking about what does the future look like? How do you profit and all this? And one of the questions we asked was that what companies will win and what companies will lose? I mean, as best you can tell. So, Lana, who do you think the winners will be? That, you know... <laughs> that's the million-dollar question, isn't it? Yeah, that's right. If, and, and I and I certainly, uh, after I make a brief comment, I'd certainly love to hear what Joel sees because because uh, this is really a much more of a, a, a collaborative idea world about this stuff and to see what happens. But I, I think it's important to kind of be sure that we differentiate in our mind what it, what is a crypto what a cryptocurrency is and how specifically specific cryptocurrencies are structured and how they are intended to be used versus ICO tokens, which are tokens that are being issued by, by basically business enterprises and are, are building pathways to value for those tokens. And then the underlying technology, uh, which of course is in most cases the blockchain around which these, uh, uh, the, these currencies and these tokens are, are structured. So it, it, it's almost hard to decide where to begin. Yeah, it's, it's a tough thing to talk about since we can't see anything. Because we're early. Yeah, yeah, very yeah. early. I, so, so Joel, let me ask you this. From a young guy's point of view, mm -hmm. who's going to be the, who's, who's gonna get their butts kicked out there? Who's going to win? Uh, butts kicked, I think definitely uh, things like remittance. You know, there's no need for it. Um, What's that? Uh, like transferring money, like a Western Union type of thing. There's no need for it anymore. So those guys are because, toast. Yeah, because I can send you money. You know, I can send you cryptocurrency anytime. It doesn't matter. So you you would, you would sell Western Union. 
Yeah, I would, I would definitely get out of that industry for sure. <laughs> I would concur. Yeah, yeah. So, so that, um, that's a business that'll be totally disrupted. It'll be gone. Yeah, for sure. Um, winners, I think a lot of industries are going to be impacted in a huge way. Uh, I think uh, logistics, as far as like shipping and stuff, that's going to be um, very. It's going to benefit hugely from blockchain. I think. Um, why, is, why is that? Uh, just because it's the accuracy, and I think the the, the ledger Trust. being immutable. That's right, trustless. It's like you know, you, you for sure can like get a package before you get money. That kind of thing with the, st- the smart contracts and stuff like that. So uh, that's going to be huge. So who's going to lose on that one? If, if... Um, I think you know, like FedEx. Well, I think FedEx isn't going to adopt eventually. Be, start adopting uh, blockchain instead of would fighting they, against would it. Would FedEx come up with their own coin? Um, you know, it's hard to say. I, I don't think so. I don't think it would be smart for them to do that. I think it would be smart for them to use something like VeChain or something like that. Um, yeah, using existing blockchains out there it is the best move because it's, it's, it's expensive to create your own blockchain. Okay. And the most important thing for today's program is to be early rather than late. So this is no time to be close-minded. The country of Singapore, one of the most progressive, smart, sharp, well-run island nation in the world has started a Bitcoin banknote. Now that to me is important because I love Singapore. Those guys have got their you know what together. I mean they kick butt when butt needs to be kicked and they don't put up with too much BS out there. Like if you chew gum, you're in jail. You do graffiti, you're in jail. I mean they just don't mess around with you. They have no immigration problems because they export you really quickly. So it's kind of a fascist state in many ways, but I love that place. And they're extremely smart people. I mean, tech people, way ahead of the schedule. And they're a financial center. So why would Singapore come out with the Bitcoin banknote? Any comments on that, Landon? They clearly have the have the vision. Um, and I would also not just talk about their currency, because I mean, this is, uh, or this, uh, I mean, a crypto note, but I'd also talk about how Singapore thinks about business, because they are obviously, they are well known for being hugely innovative in, uh, in industry and commerce. And many, many Singapore country, uh, com- companies are, are r- rapidly adopting the blockchain for, uh, Things like Joel mentioned for logistics, for supply management, the 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 uh, in industrial supply chains, uh, the blockchain. This is not cryptocurrency, but the the blockchain, which is the underlying technology, is going to be a massively important uh, new tool for managing and recording and validating. Uh, the uh, the efficacy and the almost the purity of of supply chains, and uh, and Singapore uh, gets that, and there's a tremendous amount of adoption going on in within their industrial base, which, as you know, is or most people sh- should know that is highly technological. A lot of medical equipment, a lot of uh, 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 pharmaceuticals, uh, industries, aviation, air te- aviation tech, on and on and on. So uh, that's. That's the blockchain, and I, I think that pretty much dovetails with what Joel was saying. Yeah, I mean, for those of you who have never been to Singapore, you should go there and just check it out because they're not only technology, their finance, their trade, their commerce, they are so progressive. So let me ask you this, Joel. Would you rather listen to Warren Buffett or to Singapore? 
Uh, I would definitely <laughs> listen to Singapore for sure. What, what do you think? Why do you think Singapore is going with the Bitcoin banknote? Um, I think they're just really progressive. There's some some countries that are really in support of it, and I think it's a great thing because you know this is a banknote, but it leads to e- e- ETFs, it leads to indexes, and all of that's going to contribute to stabilizing the volatility of, of of cryptocurrency. And I think that is one of the things. Volatility is one of the things that prevents the transactability because if I transact one Bitcoin to you tomorrow it might be worth way more or, or less you know so um, yeah I, I just think they're they're very progressive and they see the vision Landon what do you think Singapore's vision is well I think I think there's congruency with uh, even with some of the visionaries in our uh, in our governmental agencies right here in the United States the CBOE and the Chicago Mercantile and the Chicago Options Exchange they're already trading uh, uh, crypto derivatives and um, and the the way that our that our SEC is beginning to think about uh, how, how to approach uh, the uh, the ICOs it's, it's not in a it's not in a dis- disruptive way or trying to shut it down it's trying to figure out how do we make this work so it's proactive um, and and I and governments Singapore being a prime example they're they're thinking about it, and, and uh, active and energetic and visionary governments are trying to make it work rather than trying to blow it out. Uh, and, um, and and we're seeing that around the world, and we're seeing people stumble at it and re- and then retrench and then come at it again. China, as an example, has gone through uh, a few a few waves of how it views uh, cryptocurrencies and mining. Uh, of cryptocurrencies and actually the regulation of them and it gets it comes down hard and then it begins to try to figure itself out and backs off a little bit so we're in that kind of period where people are learning about it and trying to set the boundaries for it and and set it up and the positive folks are the folks that are going to be the leaders in creating or in nurturing companies that are going to benefit, A, from the blockchain, and two, from the responsible use of cryptocurrencies. Once again, it's Robert Kiyosaki, Rich Dad Radio Show. We have Landon Thorne. He's the founder and president of private investment company, Midas Advisory Group in South Carolina. And Joel Flint, senior web developer at the Rich Dad, Rich Dad Company. And we're talking about this whole new change in the world, in the world of money. Final question is this. You know, everybody's trying to regulate this stuff now. So... Landon, the SEC calls Bitcoin or cyber currency a security, and the IRS calls it property. What does that mean? Well, you and Joel, please feel free to chime in here. Let, let's just use an let's use an example of of Procter and Gamble. Uh, who Procter and Gamble is a is a public company, and you can buy its shares, and those shares represent a stake in the ownership of Procter and Gamble, but it, and and that's clearly would come under the regu- regulatory purview of the Securities and Exchange Commission. But let's say that uh, some somebody like S and H Green Stamps, which don't aren't around anymore, but it's something it's a it's a vehicle that many folks may remember. That if you went and bought Procter and Gamble soap at the uh, at the grocery store, that grocery store gave you a bunch of S and H Green Stamps. At the end of the transaction, you put them in a little book, and eventually, when you filled up a bunch of books, they were they were worth something, and you could go back and trade them in for either more groceries or for a 
toaster or a frying pan or something like that. Now, think of it another way. Think about airline points. Uh, airline points, you buy a ticket, but when you do that, you get another little symbol of value, a bunch of things that pile up, and eventually you can exchange them for further airline travel or for something else. So like loyalty points type of thing? L- loyalty points. Yeah. So it, there's, those are clearly not securities. Those are something else. And, and what, the, what the SEC, and I'm not trying to totally equate S&H green stamps and, and, and fly, flying points to some of the tokens that are out there, but, but using it more as an illustrative example, the difference between a security and something else. Mm-hmm. And uh, now if there's a market for green stamps and people trade them back and forth and the value of green stamps goes up because they're worth more and the commodity that they can, you can exchange for them goes up and is worth more and there's an exchange for them to be traded, uh, then okay, then they begin to have value, a different kind of value. There's a, there's a market value for them. And that is sort of what a lot of these, uh, these token issue, issuers today are hoping to have happen, a pathway to value from the actual underlying enterprise that they're financing through the sale of tokens in an ICO. But those are not secure. Most of them are not securities. They're a token in future value created by the enterprise that gets financed by the ICO. So the IRS so, wants to call it property? It would be property but not a security. Okay. Yeah, so, so I feel like we're trying to figure out the label of these things for tax purposes because in a security type of scenario, you trade them often um, you know, at varying different lengths of time. So I can basically trade on a daily basis or a monthly basis or maybe a yearly basis, like a, a, a buy and hold type of scenario. But property is pretty much long term. So you, know, you tax it very differently. Um, you know, properly might be a, a capital gains type of scenario versus, versus a, a transactional tax like on a, on a security. So yeah, think- a, a, and to that point, a, a very important point, what Joel said, let's use, let's use an example of as for what the SEC is trying to, fi- or the, and even the IRS is trying to figure out. In the last year or so, there have been two significant forks on, on, the, uh, blo- on the Bitcoin blockchain, Bitcoin Cash, Bitcoin Gold. Hmm. So if you had, just for illustrious purposes, if you had uh, 10 Bitcoins, when the Bitcoin cash fork occurred, you got 10 Bitcoin cash. You still had your 10 uh, regular, you know, early or the regular Bitcoin, and then gold came along and you got another 10 uh, Bitcoin gold. Is that a dividend or is that a stock split from an SEC perspective? Those are two. Those, that's an issue that's that's affecting people right now in filing right. their 2017 tax returns. Well, let me tell you this: we're out of time, but my head hurts. <laughs> so, anyway, uh, Landon, I, I really thank you for your contribution. Can we invite you back again? You certainly may, because it's, it's fun being on your show, and it's fun talking to Joel. He's, awesome, he's yeah. very knowledgeable. Because there's so many thank more you. questions I want to ask, but each one is not a yes and no, you know, because we're. A lot of speculation and what if and what if that. And then you have Charlie Munger, the old guys. You have Singapore, the new guys. And you have all this stuff going on. And that's why we could 
talk about it forever. And Joel, thank you very much. I didn't, I didn't know you were so smart sitting <laughs> in my own company here. Thanks for having me on the show, Robert. <laughs> yeah. It's good hearing your <laughs> feedback. Hang on to him. Hang on to him, uh, hang on to him <laughs> You know, you, 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 you're, you're going to need him around. Well, unfortunately, it makes more money mining Bitcoin. It'd be hard to hold on to him. <laughs> <laughs> well, come and see me, Joel, and we'll work, we'll work Robert both sides. Awesome. Okay. Let's make that happen. <laughs> okay. Well, thank you both guys. And we come back. The most popular part of our program, Ask Robert. You're listening to The Rich Dad Radio Show with Robert Kiyosaki. Don't be like Charlie. Charlie is that do-it-yourselfer who does himself in. Do-it-yourself is good for tile and grout. It is not good for asset protection. Charlie thought he'd save a few dollars forming his LLC online. With no guidance, he did it wrong. When he sold the property, he lost thousands and thousands of dollars. He did himself in by trying to do it himself. Don't burn yourself. Use Corporate Direct to set up and maintain your LLCs and corporations. Corporate Direct is owned and operated by attorney and rich dad advisor, Garrett Sutton. Garrett wrote the bestsellers, Loopholes of Real Estate and Start Your Own Corporation. He is Robert Kiyosaki's attorney for asset protection. He and his team will do it right. Visit them at CorporateDirect.com or call 800-600-1760. Mention Rich Dad and receive $100 off your formation fee. That's CorporateDirect.com. CorporateDirect.com. Financial freedom begins with financial education. Now back to Robert Kiyosaki and the Rich Dad Radio Show. Welcome back, Robert Kiyosaki, the Rich Dad Radio Show, the good news and bad news about money. Once again, you can listen to the Rich Dad program anytime, anywhere on iTunes or Android. And all of our programs are archived at richdadradio.com. Archiving, it means you can go to richdadradio.com, download this thing, and listen to it again. Because repetition is how we learn. And if you listen to this again, you'll probably be 70% smarter than just listening to it once. And most importantly, if you have friends, family, or business partners, you know, download the program and then all of you listen to it and discuss it because discussion is another great way to learn because this is a very nebulous, invisible subject and we're on the start of possibly the biggest change in world history in the world of money. So it's, it's a whole different world, sports fans. It's not, a, it's not time to stick your head in the sand and listen to old guys like me. <laughs> so uh, the most popular part of our program is Ask Robert and you can submit your questions to askrobert at richdad.com. And because the questions are on Bitcoin and what lessons in life, don't listen to idiots. And when it comes to Bitcoin, I'm an idiot. So we have asked Joel Flint, he's a senior web developer at the Rich Dad Company, to stay on board because he knows what he's talking about. And a final thank you, Landon Thorne, founder, president of private investment company, Midas Advisory Group, a venture capitalist forum. Melissa, what's the first question about Bitcoin that I can't answer? <laughs> Our first question today, Robert, comes from Jake in Clay Springs, Arizona. Favorite book, Rich Dad Guide to Investing. It says, with crypto booming and mining being a huge part of the blockchain process, do you feel investing in GPU mining is a good bet? I am tech savvy and have a solid understanding of the hardware implications. Your thoughts, please. Rich Dad does not give investment advice. We, you know, I'm not a financial planner. I'm not somebody that tells you buy this and buy that because that means you're stupid. You should never listen to idiots like me when it comes to something I don't know anything about. So, Joel, what does GPU mean? 
Uh, GPU means graphical processing unit. Yeah, what does that mean? <laughs> it's, it, it, so the math that you have to do in order to mine is very, very complex. And um, GPUs do that very fast. So that's what they use these rigs with like six different GPU cards, and it, it is able to hash the math in a, in a very quick way. So what does it look like physically? Is it a bunch of uh, little... PC sitting around the place. To be honest, they're they're graphics cards that gamers use. So, and it's like a an open box, and it looks like maybe you know about three feet by two feet wide, and the you know motherboard sits on the bottom, and the graphics card sit on top. And it's I actually have pictures I can show you, but <laughs> so did you understand the question of this? Absolutely, yeah, definitely. Well, so what's your answer? So I think GPU mining is pretty um, profitable in the long run. I think how is it profitable? Uh, because I think we're still in early adoption, so one, you know, is that what you're doing? I'm doing. I have two GPU rigs and I have four ASIC rigs right and now. And what you're doing is producing your own coins. That's correct. Yeah. Okay. So, so, so the cool the, the cool thing about GPU um, mining rigs is that you can mine various different coins. So when you have an ASIC rig, you can only mine maybe like one specific coin. Which one? There, um, there's there's different ones. So there's one for Bitcoin, there's one for Litecoin, but those rigs can only mine that coin. So if that coin goes down, let's say Bitcoin goes away, then you're stuck with this piece of hardware that does nothing. GPU, GPU, you can actually mine various different coins. So if, let's say, if Ethereum goes down, then you can switch over to another coin. And you can actually make money doing it? Yeah, you can, definitely, yeah. Well, that's sure beyond my brain, you know. <laughs> uh, just FYI is I've started two mines, a silver mine in Argentina and a gold mine in China, and it's a different kind of mining. Mm. So anyway, well, thank you for that. Melissa, what's the next question, please? Our next question comes from Mike in Michigan, favorite book, Cash Flow Quadrant. He says, what is the best way to begin investing in blockchain in your opinion? Well, in my opinion, it's, you better be interested in it first because, you know, like Charlie Munger and those guys, I don't think they're interested at all. And I was talking to Landon Thorne about this. I think it was pretty foolish to uh, say negative things mm. about this new technology coming on board, calling it rat turds. Because if I was an investor in Berkshire, I'd have doubt about my leadership right now. You know what I mean? Their, their minds are closed. And I think that was the risk they took by being cute, calling Bitcoin rat turds. Okay, so that's really not appropriate for those guys who have billions and billions and billions of dollars of investor money. And as I said, they, you know, they missed Apple and they missed Amazon. So anyway, I don't know what the question was, but Joel, what's the answer to the question? <laughs> well, I agree with you, first of all, Robert. Um, I think it's a little bit irresponsible, but sometimes I think it's strategic as well. Um, answer to the question is, I think you definitely, like you said, you got to be into it. You got to do your research and you got to up your knowledge. Be interested at least, right? Be interested, definitely, because um, understand what you're investing in for sure. Um, and then there's, you know, once you actually acquire that knowledge, then there's things like um, dollar cost average that you can use to get into um, investing. But I would start small. And my number one rule is never put any money in that you're not okay to lose. Well, that's, so, that's all. That's all. Investing. Exactly. Yep. So, I mean, but how would somebody like me get started in, let's say, investing in crypto? Yeah, so I would put a. So what I would do is I would come up with a percentage strategy, um, and and diversify it over different coins, and then dollar cost average in across ten days, which means you buy, a, you know, ten days. So you divide your investment by ten, and you buy that amount every every day for ten days. So it's the diversification plus dollar cost average. Exactly, and then also watching for the bottom. Invest at the bottom, obviously. 
it's a very interesting time right now, ladies and gentlemen. And I don't think we can afford to be Warren Buffett or Charlie Munger right now. Obviously, they're very, they're multi, 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 multi billionaires. But I don't think it's a time to be closed minded at all. So I thank Joel Flint. He's a senior developer at Rich Dad. I thank Landon Thorne, my friend at Braze Allen, South Carolina. And because, and I want you, thank you all for listening. Once again, you can submit your questions to askrobert at richdadradio.com. And as you notice, if I don't know the answer, I'll tell you I don't know. And I won't keep my mind closed to it. And I suggest you do the same thing. This is not a time to be closed-minded. So thank you for listening to the Rich Dad Radio Show. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.